This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Oh, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! That ball was on the line! Shot flew up! Welcome to This Week in Tennis. Welcome to This Week in Tennis. That was Kansas. Play the game tonight. It is Saturday afternoon. 
April the 27th, 2013, and I am happy to have you all here. It is a lot of fun to bring this show to you each and every day at 4 p.m. Eastern on Max Sports Channels. For those of you new to the show, This Week in Tennis is a weekly radio program, podcast, whatever, brought to you by me, Phil Nasons, the resident tennis professional at the beautiful five-star luxury hotel known as the Corfu Holiday Palace. I'm entering my 11th year here. It's been a long time, but, well, having a lot of fun. Desperately, desperately having a lot of fun. Probably too much fun this past week. I had some great friends from Sweden here. I'll tell you, they were fantastic to be around. A lot of fun to have them here. The band Rock Falket was here. They are in, or will be in, the Rockabilly Hall of Fame in a couple months. You can find that down in Memphis, Tennessee, I believe. Congratulations to Rock Falket, my friend Bussy Pearson. He's the front man for the band. Great band from Sweden. Lots of other great friends were here. Matt Valles were here. They do the music for the Phil Nason Show. And my friend Bennett was here playing for Lil Babs, who is ultra-famous, uber-famous. And we want to send out our condolences to her. She lost her sister this week and had to leave abruptly. We want to wish them all the best. Boy. But it was a great week with my friends. I had a great time. Love hanging out with my friends. Hanging out with a very beautiful girl. It's all good in the hood. All good in the hood here in Corfu. The weather's been great. Busy on the court. Busy doing radio. And now we are going to talk a little tennis. Up first, though, congratulations to Novak Djokovic. He won the Monte Carlo Rolex Masters. Last Sunday, he defeated Rafael Nadal 6-2 and 7-6. While the scores were pretty close... Well, I think Novak Djokovic demonstrated that he is the best player in the world. If anyone had any doubts, that was the match to see. I don't think it was Rafael Nadal's fitness that did him in. I think Novak Djokovic right now is just playing a lot better. And I'm not so sure Rafael Nadal can play that much better. But he took care of business, that young fella from Serbia. And, well, you got to give him his props, you know. He definitely did well. He defeated Fabio Fognini on Saturday 2-1, and one, just destroyed him. And I didn't think he would destroy him, but he did. And Rafael Nadal took out Joe Willifried Sanga 3-6 and six on Saturday in the other semi. It was a good tennis tournament, though, a really good tennis tournament for clay court. It was quite interesting. The weather, as always, was nice. It was a little breezy down there. But still in all, Novak came out and took care of business. The Joker is your Monte Carlo Rolex Masters Champion for 2013. Boy, it's going to be an interesting hard or clay court season. And we're going to take a look at later on in the program, the Barcelona tournament that's happening this week. And the Nastasi Tiriak Trophy, the BR, BRD Nastasi Tiriak Trophy down in Romania. The guys are down there in the dirt. And we'll take a look at that in a bit. Fed Cup. I like Fed Cup. I like Davis Cup. 
I like the team cups. I just enjoy watching that. It's uh, a little different from the norm. And the first game, first match, Italy defeated reigning champion, defending champion, the Czech Republic, three and one. Big wins for Sarah Irani. On Friday, she knocked out Lucy Safarova. Convincingly, 4-2. and two. Big win for her. Roberta Vinci won her match on Friday. She defeated Petra Kitova, 6-4 and 6-1. Kitova just never was in that match. I don't know what's happened to Kitova. I predicted that she'd tumble, but man, she is really not playing well right now. Not playing well at all. And on Saturday, the single, Sarah Irani lost her match to uh, Petra Kitova. Kitova came back and really hammered her. Two and six in the last two sets. Or two in love, I'm sorry. But the big, 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 big hero of the weekend was Roberta Vinci. She defeated Lucy Safarova for the clincher in three very dramatic sets. That second set tiebreaker was tough. Safarova won that tiebreaker, but Vinci stuck in there, hung in there, played well, and, well, that's what you have. And you have Italy in the finals of the world group. The finals of the world group. And that's incredible for them. Um, I'll tell you what, Italy always seems to have good teams they really do they just seem to get her done when it matters and that's a good thing for them a very good thing now in the other fed cup semi russia defeated the slovak republic three and two russia had a tough time they started this thing out oh and two Anastasia Pavlochichenkova. I can't even say her name. She lost to uh, Dominika Sibakuva in three tough sets. Daniela Hanchikova. She took care of business here. She knocked out Maria Kirilenko in straight sets. Sets up the Saturday matinee matches. And what happened? Russia came a-calling. Kirilenko came back from her defeat on Friday to defeat Sibulkova 5-1. And And then, this is the one that got me. Ekaterina Makarova defeated Daniela Hanchikova quite easily. But it took her three sets to do. That match I actually got to watch. And I'll tell you what, Makarova kicked her butt. That was a lot more lopsided than the score indicated. It was a good match, though. Three, four, and four. Crazy stuff. But I'll tell you what, Makarova won every big point in that match. And then the ladies from Russia, Makarova and Elena Vesnina, defeated Sibulkova and Hanchikova in the doubles in three sets. The second and third set were just a massacre. And Russia moves on to the Fed Cup Finals. So you have 
Russia taking on Italy in the Fed Cup final. And that's going to be interesting. There's no doubt about that. Probably be played on clay. I guess it really doesn't matter where they play it or what surface they play on. Have to give the edge to Russia right now. But we'll see. And not to be outdone, the World Group playoffs occurred for Fed Cup last week. And the following countries, and here comes the planes. <laughs> the following countries have rolled on and will play in the World Group next season. You have Germany. They defeated Serbia. Germany moves on. Switzerland lost to Australia. Australia, the ladies, are in the world group. Back where they belong. In the world group, that's a good thing. Spain destroyed Japan. Nothing new there. Spain is in the world group. And the United States defeated Sweden 3-2. The United States of America back in the world group. Or I should say will remain in the world group. Crazy things with those ladies. You would think with 11 players in the top 100 that they could field a competitive team <laughs> and they just don't seem to you would think that they would win every year but they just don't seem to because they don't commit to it the ladies just don't commit the Williams sisters can't play a Fed Cup all the time no one else seems to want to do it other than Sloane Stevens and I don't think she's uh, quite yet ready for the big time Matches down there in Fed Cup land. <laughs> Not sure at all. Anyhow, I got to tell you, uh, I have been amazed over the last couple years at the prize money that has been doled out at the Grand Slams. Every year it goes up. This year, all four of the Slams raised their total prize money but this past week the All England Lawn and Tennis Club made the announcement that they would raise it by six and a half million pounds or 30 for, for a grand total of 34.4 million dollars in prize money that's a 40% pay raise that's a lot of loot my friends 40% pay raise can you imagine getting a 40% pay raise at your daily job? <laughs> Can you imagine that? 40%. That is wild. Wild money. You know, they are giving it up. $34.4 million. And the big winners will be the young people, or I should say the first round losers, a first round win at Wimbledon will get about 20 or I should say about $35,000 for uh making the first round. <laughs> That's a lot of loot. 35 grand to make the first round. That is incredible amount of money. The Australian Open, they pay 31 million. They went up 15%. The French Open went up to 28.7 million, 16%. Wimbledon, we already said, 
And the United States Open at 33.6 million is up 31%. I hope that these young people aren't crying still about money. <laughs> 40% increase. God bless them. I think it's great that they get it. I think it's great that these first round losers or people who have made the first round will at least make 33 grand to go to Wimbledon. That'll entice a lot of Spaniards to go. <laughs> but uh, that's good, though, for the young people. You know, people don't understand, maybe. They think tennis is such a glamorous life. They, people say to me, oh, they get to travel and all this. Well, they do, but they also have to pay for it in most cases. These aren't sightseeing trips. <laughs> if you lose, if you're an average tennis player, and I mean average, meaning under 70 or 80 in the world, you show up. In a lot of instances, you're going to have to qualify. You don't get too many direct acceptances when you're ranked below 80, 85. So you'll have to qualify, and you'll play all weekend. And if you qualify, you'll play right away, probably against the top seed or the winner of, yeah, or, or someone very, very good. And if you lose, hopefully you've signed up for the doubles and someone, they allowed you to play if you qualified for that. You'll play your doubles match, and if you lose that, you're on a plane the next day to the next place where you'll qualify again and do it all over again. That's a lot of time on airplanes, and more importantly, that's a lot of loot. You're spending a lot of money to play professional tennis. They're not out there sightseeing. You don't see on their Facebook pages tons of touristic pictures. <laughs> they see the back of cab drivers' heads, the smiling sometimes faces of hotel concierges, tournament directors who are in a mad rush to get them on the court and get those matches played <laughs> and the occasional ball kid get in your way and the linesman dozing off because they're not paid either in most cases it's a crazy world they live in so for them you know and they have to pay for it all out of their own pocket you know those guys you might see them making 150,000 a year and you go wow that's pretty good to travel the world to hit a tennis ball all day but at the end of the day, if they gross, if they net after all their bills and all their expenses, five or six thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks, they've done pretty well. Because <laughs> you don't get rich playing tennis unless you're in the top ten and you stay there. Just the way it is. So it's really cool to see these uh, tournaments raising their prize money. It's nice to see the ATP stepped in and said, hey, jack it up. Let's go. I think they're worried that the players are going to boycott their tournaments. I don't think they have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't think that anyone's going to boycott a Grand Slam. Anyone in their right mind, that is. But still in all, Wimbledon came forward. They are the leaders. The big money. The U.S. Open, they say it's going to end up, I don't know, $55 million by 2017. That's a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough for these young people, but you know what? They deserve it. They deserve an opportunity to make some loot for themselves because, my goodness, they do work hard. And like I said, you know, they pay it out of their own pocket. They pay for their own coaches in most cases. They pay for racket strings. All right, they don't get them for free either, you know. Some, some people do, 
but not everyone does. And they have to pay for the grips and <laughs> those things. You never know how expensive those can get. They get some clothes for free. They get some shoes for free. They get some sticks for free. But they have to win too. So they have to travel and they have to pick their tournaments wisely and they have to have the money to do it. And like I said, they have to win. And well, it's, it's tough life. Give them their cash, I say. Give them their cash. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when I return, we're going to take a look at the Barcelona tournament going on and the tournament down in Romania, the Nastasi Tiriak Trophy Cup. You're listening to This Week in Tennis on Max Sports Channels. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we come together. Cool. And I think it's cool. I'd rather see someone do that than put something on that's, well, just crap. It's all about tonight. Bill Nason. Some of the things that these people say. Tom Donahue. There is no nonsense here. This isn't knucklehead theater. Jimmy Z. That is such twisted logic. Alex Jones. You heard it here first, now it's mainstream news. Ah, it's a lot of fun. I said tomorrow can wait till tomorrow. It's all about tonight. And we'll have fun, I promise. Weeknights, starting at 10 Eastern on the Talk Superstation. It's all about tonight. For you, the listeners of This Week in Tennis, Audible.com is offering you a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I'd personally like to recommend Tim Galloway's book, The Inner Game of Tennis. And you can get this book or any other of over 100,000 titles, all for free, simply by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, please go to audibletrial.com slash flash tennis. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash flash tennis and get your free audiobook today. Looking for the latest information on your favorite sports team? Why not check out 15-year-old founder Trevor Urenz, ProSportsExtra.com. Updated daily by a staff of over 30 writers, ProSportsExtra.com is the place to be. You can check them out, and I insist that you do, at ProSportsExtra.com. Hi, this is Phil Nasons from The Phil Nason Show and This Week in Tennis. When I'm looking for sports information, my first stop, as well as yours should be, sports-kings.com. Great information, scores, highlights, and exceptional commentary. You can find it all there at sports-kings.com. Been dreaming of that Greek vacation? Well, if you have, then you might want to check out the folks at the Oridi Grand Hotel, located in beautiful Corfu, Greece. Come experience world-class cuisine, as well as the hospitality that Greece is legendary for at the Oridi Grand Hotel. You can find them at oridihotel.com or email them at reservations at oridihotel.com. Stitcher Smart Radio is an award-winning, free mobile application that lets you listen to your favorite shows and discover the best of news, 
entertainment, and sports on demand. Now you don't even need a Wi-Fi or a cell connection to listen to shows like The Phil Nation Show. Never miss another show. It's real simple. Just go to Stitcher.com and download the free app today. And never miss another Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show is a daily one-hour program featuring hard-hitting commentary on a variety of topics. From the world of sports, entertainment, and pop culture, The Phil Nason Show covers it all. For music, entertainment, and more, please check us out at philnasons.com.
that was Aerosmith. The theme from Armageddon. I don't want to miss a thing. And that goes out to someone very special. Yeah, it's her favorite song of all time. Her favorite movie of all time. And I couldn't wait to play it for her. Hope you enjoy it. And I'll see you later today. Anyhow, it is tennis time here again. And this week in tennis is April the 27th, 2013. I hope your week went fantastic. Mine sure did. Today is going to finish fantastic, I think, too. But needless to say, we've got some tennis to talk about. Let's start in Barcelona. The boys are down in Barcelona playing in the Barcelona Open Bank. Sabadell tennis tournament is on red clay. There is a total prize money of $2.1 million, $2 million on the line. David Ferrer is obviously there or was there. <laughs> He's no longer there. Rafael Nadal, the number two seed, is there. Nicolas Almagro is still around. This has been an interesting tennis tournament. It's very odd anymore. It seems strange to me that whenever I see Rafael Nadal in a tennis tournament on clay, especially on clay, that he's not the number one seed. He is the number two seed in this tournament. David Ferrer was the number one seed, and he promptly lost to Dmitry Tursunov in three sets. He didn't even show up in the last one, really. You know, I think Ferrer's just a bit tired, but goodness gracious this is home turf you want to win tennis matches on your home turf but there have been some interesting results on this side of the draw besides the Kersenoff upset over David Ferrer Tomas Balucci from Brazil won three tennis matches Right, yeah, one, well, two tennis matches. He had a bye, but he's played well. He knocked off Tursunov after he knocked off Pablo Carreno Busta from Spain. Then he knocked off Dmitry Tursunov, and then he lost to Philipp Kohlschreiber from Germany. Kohlschreiber has had a very good tennis tournament. Definitely has, but... Bellucci continues to impress on the clay. We expect that. And those are good results for him. I don't think he's a bit upset. He ended up withdrawing from the tennis tournament. Boy, he played a couple of long matches. Good for him. Good for you, Thomas. Well done. But Cole Schreiber, he definitely came in there smoking. He knocked off Andre Kuz. Kuznetsov, jeez, one and three. Then he ran into a young fellow from Slovakia, Martin Klizan, the eight or the eleven seed, and pounded him in three sets. But man, these were long, long matches down in Barcelona. Cole Schreiber is now in the semifinal, but boy, he's had a good tournament, and so did Klizan. Really, he knocked off. Albert Montanez and well Martinez is or Montanez is a wild card guy from Spain. Still he's a strong player. 
Plazan continues to impress this season. Craig Doyle told you at the beginning of the season to look for this young fella to do some damage, and he definitely has. Definitely has. And on the bottom side of this draw, Nicholas Almagro has put together quite a little tournament. He's found himself in the semifinals. He started it off by defeating Ivan Dadic from Croatia in three sets. Then he took out Marcel Granolers from Spain quite handily, 3-1. and one. And then he defeated Juan Monaco. Love and six. Big wins for Nicolas Almagro. Big wins. He's in a semi. This is a good thing for him. Points-wise, he should be quite happy with what he has accomplished this week. He's found himself in a very interesting match, or I should say match up with Philippe Kohlschreiber. Kohlschreiber had the day off yesterday. Almagro, well, he had to work a little bit to defeat Monaco, and he did. But he can, they, I'll tell you, this is going to be a toughie. I think this is no pushover for either player. I think it's going to come down to, well, unforced errors. Who is going to be more consistent, is going to win this match? Neither one of them are tremendous hitters in terms of power. So it should be quite interesting. But I'm going to give the edge to Cole Schreiber here, even though Almagro's higher seeded higher ranked, and probably maybe a better player on clay. I don't think he wants to face Rafael Nadal <laughs> in the final because Rafael Nadal's in the other semi. So I'm going to go with Cole Shriver in this one. This should be awfully interesting, though. Awfully interesting, my friends. The other side of the... Uh, well, let's, let's look at this, too. Jeremy Chardet, he picked up a couple of wins, or I should say one win. All these buys here. Very good win over Paolo, Paolo Lorenzi. 6-4, Very good win for him. Shardy continues to impress too, but Monaco took him out quickly. Good top half for the draw. Now let's take a look at the bottom half. Boy, I tell you what, it is tough doing this show by yourself. But I have no choice. I can't catch up with Craig. <laughs> just, we're too busy. We're both too busy at this period. And the show must go on. So please bear with me while I stumble and fumble over all these crazy names. Unbelievable stuff. Anyway, what we have here now, we have the top half. Milos Rayanich, Young Milos. He is our guy. Remember, he's the guy I predicted to finish in the top 10 this season. And he is doing nothing to dissuade that. He is the fifth seed. He started out his tournament defeating Edouard Roger Vaseline in three sets. And then he followed that up with a very, very good win over Ernest Golbis. Golbis continues to impress. This kid is playing tennis, my friends, out there. Playing ball, he doesn't matter what surface. This young fella from Latvia is getting places. And he had to qualify for this event. This is a strong tournament. Like I said, man, in the beginning, 
It ain't easy for these young people. They have to work and work and work and pay and pay and pay and play and play and play. Crazy things. But Golbis continues to impress. He had a very big win over Fernando Verdasco, 3-4. and four. And then he ran into the buzzsaw known as Milos Arayanic, who beat him 2-6. and six. Good tournament for Ernest Golbis, though. Tommy Robredo is another one who had a very good tournament here. He knocked off Grigor Dimitrov from Bulgaria. Big win. Started his week off defeating Mark Lopez, another Spaniard wildcard, in three sets. And then he took care of business, man. He took care of business against Dimitrov. Five and one. Big win for that boy. And then here's the one. Here's the scalp. Here's the scalp Robredo took care of. And that's Tomas Burdich. He beat him in three sets. Big scalp. Robredo played fantastic this week. That home cooking in Spain did him some good. Burdich, I don't know, man. Sometimes I wonder about that young fella. But I'll tell you this. Tommy Robredo had a heck of a tournament. Big shout-out to the over-30 crowd. Well done, young fella. Well done. And then he ran into Milos Rayanic, another for young fella. And Rayanic took him out in the quarters in three sets. Good, good top half of the draw for Robredo, for Ernest Golbis and for young Milos. The bottom half of the draw, we've got Kay Nishikori won a match. And then he ran into another Spaniard, Albert Ramos. Jersey Janowitz got him by, and then he got destroyed by Ramos. Nishikori got destroyed by Ramos. Ramos finds himself in the quarterfinals against Rafael Nadal, who is just slaying the Dragons. And he destroyed Ramos, three in love, to set up a Milos Rayanich rafael Nadal semifinal. That's going to be a cracker of a tennis match. I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I'm going to get to see that match where I live. But still in all, it is going to be a cracker of a match. And I'm going to go with young Milos in this one. I just think Milos is ready for his breakthrough. I think Rafael Nadal might be a little bit tired playing two weeks in a row. And I think Rayanich is going to get the scalp here. I think Rayanich is going to take on Philippe Kohlschreiber in, on Sunday down in Barcelona. And I'm going with young Milos. Milos Rayanich for the championship in Barcelona. That is what I think is going to happen down there. And then we have... Another tennis tournament happening, the BRD Nastasi Kyriak Trophy. It's being held down in Bucharest, Romania. Total prize money of $467,000. Big money down there. Big money down there, my friends. Janko Tipsarevich was a wild card entry. Also found himself as the number one seed. Defeated Santiago Geraldo from Colombia. 
quite handily, three and three, and then he found himself in a bit of trouble. Guillermo Garcia Lopez, who had a pretty tough time taking on Sergi Stekhovsky from the Ukraine, but he handled his business in three sets. Good for him. And then he ran into Yanko Tipsarevich. And Lopez took him out to set up a Florian Mayer Lopez semifinal. Crazy stuff down there. Florian Mayer getting her done as well. He had a pretty easy time of things. He had to play against David Goffin from Belgium. Tough match for him, though. Took him three sets to take him out, but he took out the young Belgian. Followed by, this one kind of surprised me, Victor Hanescu from Romania defeating Mikhail Yuhuzny from Russia, but he did it straight sets. And then Hanescu got destroyed by Mayer. And we have a Garcia Lopez Mayer semifinal. Man, I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. It's hard to tell sometimes with Florian Mayer. He should win this one. And I'm going to predict him to do just that and take care of business. In the bottom half of the draw, Victor Trici had a pretty decent tournament. He won his first match against Marenko Metsavich from Austria, 6-3. and three. And that was curtains for him. Because someone who's been playing much better, Lucas Rosal from the Czech Republic knocked out Andrea Seppi in three sets and then knocked out Trichy. <laughs> Lucas Rosal in his very first semifinal. Well done over there. Well done. He hammered Trichy three and one. That one kind of surprised me, really. I didn't think Rosal had it in him. But Trichy hasn't been playing that well. But hats off to Lucas Rosal. And the other dude that's been playing pretty good is Gil Simone from France. He's trying to recover down there. Trying to recover from the uh, really bad season he's had. <laughs> like I said, ever since he opened his mouth about Maria Sharapova, things have not gone young Gil's way. But he's there. He is in the semifinals. He's had a good tournament. He knocked off... Yarko Nieminen from Finland in three sets. And then he defeated uh, Daniel Brands from Germany, who knocked off Gail Monfils. Monfils had to retire. And Simone knocked off Brands a one in five. Very good result. So you have Gil Simone and Lucas Rosal in the other semi. I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to take young Lucas Rosal to defeat Gil Simone. I think the bubble's about to burst for young Gils. He's won his two matches. He's happy. Lucas Rosal wants to be a champion. He wants to prove that beating Rafael Nadal last year at Wimbledon was no fluke. And I think he just might do it. I think he just may wind up doing just that. And the final between Florian Mayer and Lucas Rosal, I'm going to go with the veteran experience of Florian Mayer to be the champion. 
of the BRD Nastasi Tyriac Trophy. What about that? That's fantastic. Great stuff from the guys this week. Next week, we'll take a look at the ladies a little closer. And that's going to wrap it up for today's This Week in Tennis. Until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. And most importantly, enjoy the tennis. Good night.